Welcome to Caldwell Medicine Review, episode 59, for April 27, 2017, the only podcast in the world with a host drinking three-day-old whiskey, aged, aged three days, and that's not aged three days in a barrel, but in a glass. a little bit of whiskey in a glass during the last episode, and I didn't feel like finishing it, so I sat on a countertop with a napkin over the top, because, you know, throwing it away would be alcohol abuse, and I didn't want to have it the other two days. So, um, yeah, aged whiskey, delicacy, and the only podcast in the world can't open up a chat because, uh, I don't know, I think it's Blog Talk Radio, it says I need to upgrade Flash, Flash is upgraded, and I've had this before where it works sometimes and then it works another time, and uh, little issues with Blog Talk Radio are nothing new, that song you just heard there was Amazing Plan by... Kevin McLeod, and you can check out his uh, website in Competech.com for royalty-free music and graph paper. And what do we have in store for tonight? Well, to begin, I am live streaming right now on uh, YouTube on the Fox 10 Phoenix YouTube channel. Live and Coulter supporters rally freedom of speech protests at Berkeley, University of California. I'm bringing a little bit of audio here. There's somebody speaking. And there's a lot of people out now. And actually, that's a... What that lady is talking about right there is a story that I'm going to get into. Uh, let me cancel this stream, uh, just in case anybody is listening live and uh, might be hearing a lot of interruptions. I don't have the fastest internet connection in the world, so I am going to go back to that in a bit, and I'll give a little bit of background on the story. Well, I covered it a little bit in the last episode, and that was on Tuesday, of UC Berkeley canceling her speech, getting a bunch of criticism, and then rescheduling it at a uh, a lesser date. And I say a lesser date because it was during, I think, some it's whatever, some kind of exam week or finals week. They have some kind of name for it, something week. And... Um, I think Anne said that she would go at her regular scheduled time, I think. I'm pretty sure it was... I Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was a plan. Well, anyway, she ended up backing out of that, and I have the story regarding that. Anna Coulter cancels her speech at UC Berkeley, A article on news.trust.org. And it looks like it appears to be an article by Reuters. Conservative commenter 
Ann Coulter has canceled her free speech planned for this week at University of California's Berkeley campus after a dispute with university officials who feared violent protests over whether a safe, safe venue could be found. Quote, there will be no speech, she wrote in an email to Reuters on Wednesday saying two conservative groups sponsoring her speech were no longer supporting her. Quote, I looked over my shoulder and my allies had joined the other team, she wrote. And I think that's referring to... Why she's saying they, they joined the other team is they feared violence themselves or something to that effect and didn't think it was worth going through. Well, sure enough... Um, and, and I mentioned I would probably report on what how that went down because she said she was going to attend and then didn't. Well, as I said, I was listening to or watching a live stream on YouTube right now. They have a, uh, a rally anyway um, without her. I think it was rumored that she might show up. I don't know all the details on that. I caught it real briefly, or maybe she tweeted something like that. You know, maybe I'll check her Twitter right now. Well, there are spe people speaking and a lot of people gathered around, and it doesn't appear to be any violence, but you can see the, uh, I guess, quote, free speech supporters wearing, uh, many of them wearing armor, not all of them, of course, probably not even most of them, but many of them wearing armor. Uh, in case of attacks from Antifa and this organization about BAM, I'll get to in a minute. Right now, I'm going to click on Ann Coulter's Twitter. I'll see if I can get my chat going again. It won't work. I might have to restart Chrome or something, which I can't do right now because I'm broadcasting live on it using Firefox to read the articles. There is an article on the New York Times titled, In Ann Coulter's Speech Battle, Signs That Conservatives Are Emboldened, which I wanted to get to and I might get to. There's a couple of things that I wanted to go over on that. So I'm looking at Ann Coulter's Twitter right now. Uh, I don't know if she's tweeting anything about it. Maybe she actually went. There's a tweet by Gavin McInnes that she retweeted. Just read Ann Coulter's speech at Berkeley. It went great. Heading back to airport now. He said he read it. And then he said it went great. I don't know what that means. I don't know if he means he, he read it. And um, he finished it <laughs> with no problems. Um, yeah, I'm not really sure. But the latest Ann tweet. Ann, Ann, tweet, Ann Coulter tweet is... Today's border wall construction update, uh, miles completed yesterday. Uh, I don't know, zero. Miles completed since inauguration, zero. Next update tomorrow. Okay, so she's kind of poking fun at the fact that the wall wasn't getting done. So let me go back to that live feed here. There was somebody speaking, and I had this stupid chat. Not the one that I want, the uh, one on YouTube. It's taking a while to load. Again, I'm broadcasting live and 
trying to stream a feed at the same time. It actually looks like I don't know if the feed is still. The swamp, people chanted at Trump's. This looks like something rounds. else. It looks like Fox 10 is doing something else at the moment. I'm going to do a live news search. I'm kind of wondering if she actually spoke. I didn't read about that. This is all new to me. I just kind of logged on YouTube real quick or something like that. Or maybe I found a link somewhere else. I actually don't even remember. It was, it was probably like 20, 30 minutes ago. I was putting a bunch of stuff together or whatever and... Don't remember exactly, but here we go. Chicago Tribune has an article about the rally. Los Angeles Times does. Uh, some of these, well, the Chicago Tribune article is six hours ago. And from what I read before, and this was on the Fox 10 News uh, YouTube channel, they had some live updates, and I think the last update was channel uh, was. Around 12 o'clock. So I'm not seeing anything about her actually speaking. Maybe I misread Gavin McInnes' tweet or she released what her speech was going to be. Oh, you know what? I think I, I feel kind of stupid. <laughs> but, but it's kind of funny anyway. I think Gavin McInnes went there and he read Ann Coulter's speech to a crowd. That's what I'm going to guess here. I'm gonna I'm gonna read that tweet one more time. This is kind of funny. You know what? And while this is loaded, I'm gonna take a sip of my three-day aged whiskey because if I don't drink at this time, it's going to be uh, a week-aged whiskey. For Caldwell Medicine Review, episode 60. So, mm, yeah, not bad. I don't know that whiskey would go bad sitting in a glass. I guess probably not, you know. Um, does whiskey get stale? I don't really know. I suppose, you know, to the connoisseur. I don't really care. Um, I'm going to look at the replies... Twitter doesn't want me to. Oh, now I can... For whatever reason, I couldn't. It, Twitter was asking me to sign up, and then I click somewhere else, and now I can see it. And uh, I don't know. Let me look on YouTube real quick. I'm just playing on the internet for a live show. But it, it is to do with the news, so. <laughs> Look for YouTube videos in the last hour. Yeah, here we go. There's a video right here, 41 minutes old. Gavin McInnes reads Ann Coulter's speech, Berkeley Rally, April 27th, 2017. It's 15 minutes long. I'll play a little bit of it here. This is on the Joe in General YouTube channel. So I would type in Gavin, Gavin McInnes reads Ann Coulter's speech if you want to see the entirety of it. I don't think I'll play the whole speech here since it's oh, 15 minutes long. But... Gavin McGinnis! Thanks, guys. So maybe she sent him the speech, I'm guessing. 
or she sends it to everybody. I actually, don't All right, know. So how do we get here? We got here because Ann Coulter's speech was canceled. Berkeley said you can't have this speech. The Young Americans for Freedom acquiesced and said, "All right." Gavin McInnes is from Rebel Media. And if you're not familiar with him, I think there was a him. little bit of animosity towards Ann, where they said, "You pussied out." What are you, a chick? <laughs> he's a pretty funny guy. Like, obviously, he's offensive to a lot of people, but probably not so much conservatives. He's pretty sexist and makes jokes around that realm and other things like that. Okay. Anyway, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna play his whole speech here. The audio isn't the best anyway. But let me uh, touch on this New York Times article a little bit, and I got some other stuff to go over. Some interesting articles here, uh, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna touch on that Berkeley mayor too. And uh, th there was a speaker that that mentioned that, so maybe I'll go to that story first before I go to the New York Times article, and then I have some other articles I set aside. Um. Article titled, Will GOP Fund Planned Parenthood But Not Border Wall? I actually didn't read the article yet, but I'm kind of curious about it. And then uh, Rand Paul article, and um, and I have an article from Mike.com that I set aside. And, uh, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll get to, I'll cross that, that bridge when I get there. But it's a, I was pretty shocked to see the, the headline that they had and you'll see in a minute what that means well you know what i'm i've changed my mind i'm going to do the new york times article first changing my mind back to my original plan here in anna coulter's speech battle signs that conservatives are emboldened by jeremy jeremy w peters and this article is from yesterday so it doesn't have the latest updates of course about you know the People are protesting now. Now, there were no signs of Antifa. Uh, there were some Reddit posts going around on, I think, r forward slash anarchism or something like that. And there were Antifa people, or some people call it Antifa, encouraging people not to go, saying it's a trap. And of course, that, that would turn into a big debate because uh, it, it didn't go well for them the last time after the whole smoke bomb debacle and, and a lot of those people getting stomped. Now, the free speech side or the people that attend, the attendees of the free speech rally, some of them got stomped too. Uh, both sides, people from both sides got arrested. The infamous base stick man got arrested, which I saw a interview. I, yeah, I saw an interview of him today. It was, it was recorded a couple days ago on YouTube. Uh, I, what what channel? It's like Brittany Pettibone or something like that. It came up on my whatever recommended YouTube videos. Pretty interesting. Pretty interesting guy. He has some advice if you want to go into the front lines and fight these people. A little far from Berkeley myself, so I'll have to uh, sit for a while, I guess. Um, so, to this article, it's pretty long. I'm not going to read all of it, 
I'll read the first couple of paragraphs to start, and I'm going to scroll through and try to touch on some points. The article begins, Without uttering a word to students at the University of California, Berkeley, Ann Coulter on Wednesday made herself the latest cause. Celebre in the rapidly escalating effort by conservatives to fight liberals on what was once the left's moral high ground over free speech on campus. Ms. Coulter, the acid-penned conservative writer, I never heard that phrase before, an acid-penned conservative writer, uh, canceled a planned appearance on Thursday after the political organizations that invited her rescinded her, their support over fears of violence. Quote, it's a sad day for free speech, she said. But across the country, conservatives like her are eagerly throwing themselves into volatile situations like the one in Berkeley, emboldened by a backlash over what many Americans see as excessive political correctness, a president who has gleefully taken up their fight, and liberals they accuse of trying to censor any idea they disagree with. So interesting choice of words there by the by this author on the New York Times uh, that says conservatives like her are eagerly throwing themselves into volatile situations. So they're not really... I, I guess it is kind of accurate. They're not creating the volatile situation. The uh, It's a combination of the violent protesters showing up to these conservative events Attacking people with mace, rocks, bricks, urine, things like that. And the uh, police stand down. <laughs> uh, and I'll get to more uh, on, on that topic in a minute when it comes to that mayor over there at Berkeley. So I'll read a little bit more from this article in New York Times. Berkeley has... Again, become a symbolic flashpoint. The university, not just a cradle of free speech movement, but also a site of violent 1969 crackdown that delighted many protest-weary Americans when Ronald Reagan, then California's governor, ordered National Guard to move in on student demonstrators. So it goes on a little bit more. Touches on Milo a little bit. When Berkeley administrators canceled an appearance by the professional white right-wing provocateur Milo Yiannopoulos, in February, after riots broke out, Mr. Trump questioned on Twitter whether the university should have its federal funding revoked. And it goes on to say, even some liberals say heavy-handedness by university administrations or administrators and students is only reinforcing conservative suspicions that the left insists, which the left insists are overblown for maximum political potency. Um... Hmm. I don't know if I would say they're overblown. Bernie Sanders weighs in. Uh, according to the New York Times, scolded anyone who would shut down Miss Coulter, saying, uh, quote, what are you afraid of, her ideas? Elizabeth Warren weighing in, too. Her saying, uh, if you don't like it, don't show up. Unfortunately, Berkeley is another quote. Unfortunately, Berkeley and other universities have played into a narrative that the right would love to advance, says Robert B. Reich, former labor secretary under Bill Clinton, now a professor of public policy at Berkeley. Continuing on with the quote, 
The narrative assumes a cultural plot against free expression of right-wing views in which academia... Academia... What is that word? A-C-A-D-E-M-A. I should know these words. But I don't. <laughs> Bear with me. Uh, mainstream media, every facet of the establishment, is organized against them. Academia. <laughs> Mr. Reich, noting the parallels of Mr. Trump's message, added that's a narrative Trump used to get into the White House. Uh, more and more and more. Going through the article here to see if there's anything else to add. There's an interesting take on things right here. Uh, and coupled with the realization by many conservatives that the culture wars on issues like same-sex marriage may have forever turned against them, the belief that their right of expression is under assault is acutely threatening. Quote, the First Amendment, uh, Mr. Dominic added, is their line of defense. And I don't know if I identified this Mr. Dominic here. Who is this guy? Publisher of The Federalist. And it goes on to say, assuming the role of the oppressed majority... Is something conservatives have, of course, long done. I guess <laughs> no more than uh, no more than any other group claims to be oppressed. I guess if you're going to generalize people, public universities remain favorite targets of socially conservative state legislators. Why not got funding? Blah 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 blah. Liberals and conservatives agree that the situation on campuses is something far more corrosive than mere hypersensitivity by 18-year-olds. Article continues to say, I'm just skipping around here. I don't remember exactly which points I wanted to make. Quote from Ben Shapiro, Because the hardcore campus, campus left has conflated any political speech with the worst kind of speech, the response has become, All speech is fine said Ben Shapiro, conservative writer and speaker who has sometimes found himself the target of angry eruptions at universities. Lumping Miss Coulter in with someone more extreme like Mr. Spencer, that's Richard Spencer, Mr. Shapiro said, creates a situation which a practically no conservative viewpoint is welcome. Quote, all these lines become arbitrary and then it's easier to allow nothing. That's about it for that article. I didn't read the entire thing, but you can find that in New York Times, of course. Now let's move on to this Berkeley mayor. Seems like an upstanding fellow. Or does he? You be the judge. Wearechange.org has an article titled Berkeley Mayor Exposed as Member of Militant Antifa Group That Orchestrated Riots. We are change at org does some decent investigative journalism in areas that typically mainstream media will shy away from. I'll read a little bit from this article. Berkeley Mayor Jesse Aragwin, I think it's Aragwin, not positive, who many have speculated was behind stand-down orders to police during recent riots in the city, is a member of the Facebook group of far-left militant organization by any means necessary 
or BAM. B-A-M-M. Um, subscribe to our newsletter. X. Continue out of the article. And they show, they show another tweet by Gavin McInnes. This is the Gavin McInnes tweet show. 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 Um, <laughs> tweeting, wait, what? The Merkley of Bear is a member of BAM? Is this... Is that why we were arrested the moment we went near their leader, Philarka? I don't know who that is. That's Gavin McKenna's pointing to an article here. Maybe I can bring that up as well. Might be the originator of this new information. Oh, and there's a little warning on Twitter. This this may have sensitive information, like it's porn or something. And it just goes to this image here. Berkeley Mayor is a member of Antifa group called BAM on Facebook. Okay, fair enough. Is that that's sensitive information? Wow. Twitter. Uh, just, just like Facebook and YouTube. Google's YouTube. Making it blatantly obvious that they're trying to censor such a... Uh, <laughs> viewpoints as uh, maybe Gavin McInnes or myself would hold. Erwin also appears to be Facebook friends with Yvette Falarco, a BAM organizer and Berkeley middle school teacher with a long history of instigating violence. Continues the article, and they have a link there with instigating violence. And that article goes to a Breitbart article titled BAM organizer Yvette Falarka, fascist. Milo is starting movement of genocide, must be stopped. And uh, she she was on Tucker Carlson, and she, I think that wasn't the only one. And I saw that interview. So if you are interested in watching that, go to YouTube, type in Tucker Carlson, Yvette Falarka, Yvette spelled Y-V-E-T-T-E-F-E-L-A-R-C-A for Falarka. And you can see. Uh, very, very disturbing. I think she really seems to believe that these conservatives, like any conservative is a Nazi. She seems to believe that Milo Yiannopoulos and all these other people uh, are ready to put people into death camps. So uh, this We Are Change article, it, it shows some more tweets, but I'll read some more of the text here. BAM was named by the FBI in 2005 as thought to be involved in domestic terrorist activities and have boasted that they were the organizers of Berkeley's shutdown of white... Well, this is a quote. Organizers of Berkeley's shutdown of white neo-fascist Milo Yiannopoulos. So this must be a quote from... BAM? Possibly? BAM is perhaps well known, however, for a 2016 incident when they showed up to a rally held by the White Nationalist Traditionalist Workers Party outside of California State Capitol Building in Sacramento. I don't know what that is. Uh, it looks like a... I guess like a neo-Nazi kind of thing, I would imagine. Not real positive. Um, and the article continues... 
the militant group was confrontational with the white nationalists with within minutes of arrival and 10 people were stabbed and hospitalized in a bloody fight. Police have verified through videos taken by members of the group and organizations and bystanders that bam, inst- or initiated the violence. Ferlarco was caught on camera at the event repeatedly punching a man in the stomach and throwing him to the ground. Aragon, a far-left liberal, made headlines in February, this is the mayor now, for his tweets prior to BAM organizing a riot to prevent right-wing political commentator Milo Yiannopoulos from speaking at the city's University of California campus. Quote, using speech to silence marginalized communities and promote bigotry is unacceptable. Hate speech isn't welcome in our community, Aragon had tweeted. The mayor also referred to Yiannopoulos as a white supremacist and forced to issue an apology. Quote, I consider much of what Mr. Yiannopoulos says to be hateful, but I regret and apologize for the white national label. Aragorn tweeted. It says, hours after sweet supporters of presidential Don- uh, President Donald Trump, who hoped to listen to Yiannopoulos speak, were, were under a violent attack. People were assaulted with pipes. A generator-powered spotlight was firebombed, and looters destroyed several businesses in the area, including a Starbucks. And yeah, that was a big story in Berkeley. One I probably covered over the course of a couple episodes, or pieces of it anyway. Uh, it was immediately alleged the mayor had ordered police to stand down and allow the violence and destruction. Erguin denied the accu- accusations, saying that the police strategy was ordered by the department. Not him. Quote, they did an excellent job in preventing further risk to safety, he added. Article continues to say it, it was alleged by journalist and author Mike Cernovich, who broke the Susan Rice scandal as well as impending serious strikes, that the FBI was investigating Erguin role in the standdown. That's pretty interesting. I guess it would be the Trump-led FBI, even though there's still the conspiracy of the deep state versus Trump. Oh, maybe that is going away now that Trump is bombing everything that the deep state wants bombed. Of course, I mean portions of the deep state. (laughs) I can't paint everybody with a broad brush. Um, Anything more in this article I should cover? Last weekend, violence and chaos erupted in the city once again. Uh, going over the free speech rally. If you're a listener of this show, you know a lot about it. <laughs> oh, and it says, uh, or ends with, we have reached out to Erwin's office about his possible interactions and involvement with BAM. We will update the story if a response is provided. So it's pretty curious that he would publicly be subscribed to a group like that. It's most surprising that he'd be dumb enough to do that. It's not surprising that he's uh, uh, aligns with it. I should make that pretty clear. Well, you know what? I think I'll take a quick break. And my breaks are always quick, so don't go far. Because I'll be back before you. So uh, hang on just for a minute.
this randomness of a song. It's called Professor Umlaut by Kevin McLeod. The same Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com that made the opening song. By the way, if you'd like to call in, it is a live show. Or if you'd like to call in for the next couple of shows, I won't be live for much longer. 602-753-3005, 602-753-3005, excuse me. How many live shows are left? Three, after this one. So if you'd like to call in for one of the last three live, last three live episodes, you can. This number is always the same, 602-753-3005. It'll be the last, <coughs> excuse me, I got a little bit of water on the wrong pipe, I think. <laughs> I've had that happen before. One time at a restaurant with a whole bunch of people, I, I drank some water and went down the wrong pipe, meaning in my lungs, a little bit. And I just started having this coughing fit and I couldn't do anything about it. And everybody's looking at me and I just had to like get up and walk away. It doesn't help when somebody's asking you if you're all right while you're coughing. But I appreciate the kind gesture. So, again, uh, my, the plan is to go to upload pre-recorded podcasts for a while for the summer month and, and uh, some of fall, and then go back to live in October. Just works out better for me that way. And I don't exactly have a flood of callers calling in anyway. <clears throat> so... What next? Will GOP fund Planned Parenthood, but not Boardwall? Border Walls, jeez. By Terrence P. Jeffrey. Uh, this is an article from CNSNews.com. When Donald Trump stood in the lobby of Trump Tower in June 16, 2015, and announced he was running for president, he told all who listened to his mark or listened. Uh, he told all who listened to mark his words. Quote, I will do various things very quickly, Trump said. I would repeal and place the big lie, Obamacare. I would build a great wall, great wall on our southern border, he said, and I'll have Mexico pay for it. Mark my words. Fifteen months later, after he won the Republican nomination and less than two months before his general election showdown, Trump released a Letter to pro-life leaders. As we head into the final stretch of the campaign, the help of leaders like you is essential to ensure that pro-life voters know where I stand and also where my opponent Hillary Clinton stands, Trump wrote. I am committed to the funding of Planned Parenthood as long as they continue to perform abortions, blah, 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 blah. 
Well, this story is going... Like I said, I didn't read this one. I think I mentioned that I didn't read this one earlier on in the show. So I wasn't sure how good it is, but it looks like it's uh, not getting to the point right away. Let's see. Um, <clears throat> they're talking about the new government funding bill. And this article says, uh, there's currently no talk that will include language to prohibit funding of Planned Parenthood. But there is talk that it will not include the language that President Trump had requested to provide $1.4 billion to begin his project to build a, quote, great, great wall. Articles making the case that it is likely that they will fund Pan Planned Parenthood and not the wall. I'm just looking at cnsnews.com CNS right now. I don't know a lot about them. They're not new to me. Their slogan is the right news right now. Wonder if that means right wing? <laughs> yeah, this this news is pretty right wing and uh, religious. But I don't know. I don't know <clears throat> what CNS stands for. And I thought I did before. I don't see an about. Maybe it's at the bottom. About us. Launched in 1998. News source for individuals, news organizations, and broadcasters who put a higher premium on balance than spin and seek. News that... Or news that's ignored or underreported as a result of media bias by omission. So, yeah, the mission is to provide a right-wing side of news. There's an article on Breitbart titled Exclusive Rand Paul saying real men cut taxes. <laughs> Damn straight. Uh, real men, as well as pull no punches women, that's in parentheses, cut taxes. The lesser mortals that t tend to inhabit Washington wring their hands and get all weak in the knees when it comes to cutting taxes. Rumors are President Trump will propose a real tax cut. I certainly hope so. So this is written by Rand Paul himself. And I didn't read I didn't read this article yet, but I wanted to. It doesn't look in super long, so I'm gonna continue on a little bit more. It says once upon a time, most Republicans believed in tax cuts somewhere along the way inside the Beltway, especially the Republican Republicans forgot about the health health. But geez, I can't read now. After a while, you're spending uh, so much time. A day staring at a computer screen. My eyes get pretty fatigued. Uh, Republicans forgot about the benefits of cutting taxes. Republicans became more concerned with government keeping its revenue than letting their people keep their money. Too many Republicans have become timid about tax cuts, often spouting the milk toast line of revenue neutral cuts Milk toast. And so now, now, now I do remember that I read a little bit of this article before. 
um, and thinking, who uses the word milk toast? And I remember hearing that word before, of course, but I think that was the name of a guy in like some educational show that I saw in an elementary school. And I forgot what it was called, but it had probably something to do with like reading. This kid had these like sparkly gloves and there was this guy. Uh, he was like the lackey of like the main bad guy. And I don't remember what the main bad guy's name was. But I think his lackey's name was Milk Toast. Anyway, let me continue on with Rand Paul's article here. Let me translate that a little bit of Washington speak for you. Revenue neutral. Tax cuts aren't really tax cuts. It's more like tax shifting. Some will pay more, some will pay less. And the net effect will be that government will collect the same amount of taxes. If revenue neutral tax shifting is what Republicans stand for, maybe it's time we reevaluated what we really stand for. What will revenue neutral tax cut mean for your business? Well, that may depend on how expensive their lobbyist is, which side of the revenue Neutral ledger you wind up on may depend on how well these skids are greased. Hardly a pleasant scenario to anticipate. So he goes on to say, best way to promote the economy is to promote job growth and give the middle class tax cuts. And he writes quite a bit more. I'm not going to go over everything, but interesting article to read. If you have the time to do so. I read a lot of articles throughout the day. And it takes a word like milk toast to remind me that I read it. Somehow I'm still able to retain information from the articles. <clears throat> so here's this article on Mike.com. Repealing Obamacare won't just leave millions uncover or uncovered. Repealing Obamacare won't just leave millions uncovered. It may violate international law. Wow. I guess my first... My first thought on that... That it, not, it won't just leave millions uncovered. It might violate international law. Um, regarding the international law... Who cares? International laws do not uh, supersede our laws that I'm aware of. I don't think any of our laws are, are that unjust that we have to worry about. The uh, UN and other troops coming in to quell a situation. So let's see what this article says. And this one I am more sure than the last one that I don't I didn't read yet. But but let's see. Um, Republicans eff, uh, Republicans efforts to repeal the Affordable Care Act will leave millions uninsured in the process. Are overwhelmingly uh, unpopular with Americans with just 37 in favor of repealing and replacing the health care plan. Uh, I did read uh, I did read some statistics on that. And uh, the ones that I read were regarding the actual plan that they were going to replace it with. 
they point to an ABC News article. I just wanted to read the language of the actual poll to see if Mike represented it correctly. There's a PDF with the full results. It'll actually have the should have the language of the poll in it. I guess you can't really trust NBC either. I'm not saying you can never trust them. You can trust them a lot of the time, but sometimes you don't get really the whole story. You need to know how the question is asked. So I think they had a multiple choice question for repeal and replace, keep and improve, try to make it work, try to make it fail. Oh, that's on two different questions here. Um, no, and that's not accurate. The full questions are repeal and replace, keep and try to approve, leave as is, and no opinion. So 37% in this poll, whoever these people were, see partisan divisions, sampling error of 3.5 points, partisan divisions are 31, 24, 36%, that's 31 Democrats, 31% Democrats, 24% Republicans, and 36% Independents. So that's who was polled by this ABC. Of course, you don't know who they are, if they actually represent. The opinion, now, polling, not to just completely dismiss polling, a lot of polling has been proven effective. There are scientific methods to it. Uh, they just have not been, they have not proven very effective Recently, not with Brexit, not with Trump. So the question, which of these two do you prefer? Repeal and replace the federal health care law known as Obamacare or keep or try to re improve it. 37% said repeal and place. 61% said keep and try to improve. 1% said leave as is. And 2% said no opinion. Back to this article on Mike about us violating international law. <laughs> uh, let's see. <clears throat> see. Now the Washington Post has reported that Republican lawmakers will face resistance from another powerful group, the United Nations. And by the way, the United Nations has called for our removal of guns quite a few times I believe there's even uh, there is even an interesting debate you can find on YouTube between Wayne LaPierre I think that's his name and, and and I don't remember the woman's name some prominent figure in the UN <clears throat> stating pretty boldly that the United States needs to get rid of their guns and uh and if you do that as a sport, you need to find a new sport. And that's pretty close to an actual quote that she said. So I'll continue on with the article here. In a letter sent in February to the State Department, as released on Tuesday by the Post, the Office of the UN High, Com High Commissioner on Human Rights in Geneva expressed serious concerns about repealing the Affordable Care Act, citing projections that doing so would cause... 29.8 million more Americans to be uninsured. Repealing the ACA could violate 
international law by repealing the ACA. The letter alleges the U.S. would be in violation of several international laws. These include the Universal Declaration of Human Rights, the International Covenant of Economic, Social, and Cultural Rights, the International Convention of or on the Elimination of All Forms of Racial Discrimination and General in the what? And a <laughs> racial discrimination now? And a general comment from the Committee on Economic, Social, and Cultural Rights, which establishes state parties' immediate obligations in relation to the right of health, including guarantee that the right will be exercised without discrimination of any kind. Okay. Interesting there. Article continues, while the U.S. health care system could have been in violation of international laws before the ACA was enacted and the country's health care system still doesn't make health care a fundamental right, the letter specifically warns against walking back the progress that's been made, specifying that a retrogressive measures taken or that retrogressive Measures taken in relation to the right of health are not permissible. The letter was written by Danius Purus, a special rapporteur on the right of everyone to the enjoyment of the highest attainable standard of physical and mental health, urges, quote, all necessary interim measures to be taken to prevent the alleged violations. So, I think the easiest way to reach the highest attainable standard of physical and mental health would be to take matters into your own hands. Uh, I don't think legislation is going to uh, make somebody the highest attainable standard of physical and mental health. You don't, if you're in poor health because you don't exercise, because you're 400 pounds, you don't get up, you don't move, or you smoke. It's not because you didn't go to the doctor enough. It's because your lifestyle is bad. You can't just go to the doctor and they'll just give you a surgery to make you um, Michael Phelps or, or what is that? The Olympian guy, that's him, right? Not Fred Phelps, that's the Westboro Baptist Church guy. Though I don't know if he was in bad shape. He might not have been. I think he lived pretty old. So who yeah, who's this guy? Danius Purus. Let's look him up. I'm gonna dox him. Not really. Uh, yeah, then at the end of the article you're on Mike.com admitting that it doesn't matter. So what's the significance of the letter? Apparently it's meaning may be more important symbolically than in practice. Especially since Don President Donald Trump only thinks the UN as an underperformer and a club for people to get together, talk, and have a good time. That's very true. That was old Donald Trump, though. Hopefully the new one still thinks that way. And I'm looking this guy up on Google. I don't think... What? This guy... I don't know if he's a... I don't think this guy's anybody, really. I mean, not that he's worthless. 
but I don't think he's a significant figure of sorts by looking on Google. The only reason why I say that, and this is assuming that Mike spelled his name correctly, and I I don't 100% trust that Mike does. I think it's written by a bunch of like 18 and 19 year olds or something like that. <laughs> At least under 25s. Uh, millennials still in college mad at the world because their professor tells them about the white male capitalist patriarchy um, anyway Google has their first thing that comes up for this guy's name Danius Pyrrhus is Danius Pyrrhus profiles so and, and two of those and, and the, the third thing that comes up in Google ranking is the article on Mike.com. So. And then some, like, little forum kind of things. So this guy has no... Unless they spelled his last name wrong, it, it, which they probably did. So I'm looking up Danius... Puras, Puras, it's just P-U-R-A-S. His name is spelled D-A-I-N-I-U-S, his first name anyway. Uh, and I type in his name, there are a lot more articles. So, yeah, Mike got his name wrong, no, no surprise there. They're probably studying for finals right now, so there's no time to proofread. They have a biography of, of him on Google. They have that title, Special Rapporteur on the Right of Health, ohchr.org, whatever that is, and some other information on them, some pictures. And this guy who says that U.S. is violating international law is born and was born in Lithuania. And I doubt he resides in the United States. So, um, I guess take your letter and, uh, shove it up your ass, turn it sideways. And on that note, this is the, uh, this will be the end of Cuddle Medicine Review, episode 59. And I'd like to thank you for tuning in. For the time being, and not much longer, we are live 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time. You can tune in live on blogtalkradio.com forward slash Caldwell Madison. Download the feed on iTunes, although my last episode didn't make it to iTunes for some reason. I'm not sure why. Maybe we'll pop in later. So if uh, you're listening, if you listen on iTunes and you get this one and wonder where episode 58 is, I don't know. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll have to contact Blog Talk Radio or something about that and see why I didn't show up on there. And, um, yeah, I think that was about all I... Oh, yeah, Bill Nye did something terrible. I don't have time to go over that. Um, but you want to see a really cringy video, uh, type in... Let's see, on YouTube, type in... I'm gonna, I'm gonna... I'll do it for you, so... Or I'll test this out. Type in, uh, I think, YouTube on YouTube. Type in Bill or uh, Bill Nye. 
NYE sex junk. Yeah, yeah. Type in Bill Nye sex junk first. First result on YouTube.com from his new show, the most cringeworthy video on YouTube in the longest time. When you see it, you'll you'll know what I mean. That right now, is, see this was uploaded April twenty third. Uh, all all kinds of people are making fun of this. Now he's like now that Bill Nye the uh, gender spectrum guy, formerly known as Bill Nye the carbon tax guy, um, and I guess formerly known as Bill Nye the science guy when the world made a little bit more sense. Uh, so. Already almost a million views, 820,000 views almost, 902 thumbs up, 56,955 thumbs down. Uh, yeah. Way more cringeworthy, way, way more cringeworthy than Ken- Kendall Jenner Pepsi commercial. Not even in the same category. Um, well, yeah, again... As I said five minutes ago, this has been Caldwell Madison Review, episode 59. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, after the live shows are over, I will continue to upload new episodes. Uh, my goal would be at least once a week, but I might actually start uplo- uploading more episodes, just shorter ones, and just cover one topic at a time. I don't really know. I do really like the live uh, show format. So I thoroughly look forward to coming back to the live shows in October. Uh, however, I just don't see it practical in the summer. There's too much too much fun to be had in the summer. I live in a northern midwestern state, so you got to you got to have it uh get all the get all the summer you can in between winters here, so um keep tuning in and uh we'll hope to catch you next time.